Faith Lynch, I am so excited about today's interview. We have Sophia Young Malcolm in the office today. Um, she is a two-time All-American and 2005 NCAA national champion during her time at Baylor University. At the time of her selection, she was Baylor's highest ever draft pick in the WNBA. She was fourth overall for the selection of the San Antonio Silver Stars in 2006, and she is currently the assistant athletic director for player development of the women's basketball team. Sophia, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Ever since you got on staff, I was like, I want to talk to her. She's oh, so yay. cool. Oh, my. That is an honor. So thank of you. Course, <laughs> yes. um, so can you just kind of go ahead and tell us like what you're doing for Baylor currently, what you're doing for the program? Yeah, so player development, that's kind of a broad yeah. role. Uh, because there is so many variety of things that you can be doing with it. Uh, but me, particularly, I do um, work with the players to get them prepared for life okay. after basketball is over. Yeah. You know that little three years, four years, you think <laughs> that <laughs> your life is all within that time frame, right. that that point is going to end. And so just trying to get them ready um, with even just some thoughts. Hey, have you considered this? What yeah. what mentors do you need? You know, what people can I connect you with? So that way, whenever the four years is, o is over and you realize, like, I'm about to graduate and I don't know what I want to <laughs> do, right? right? So those, those type of questions, which which are scary, yeah. you know, when uh, when you graduate, you think, all right, do I want to go back home? Do I want to mm -hmm. go somewhere else? Do I start, start working? Do I want to continue playing? You know, uh, whether it's do I find an agent? Am I good enough to go overseas? Right. All these different questions. And uh, so I try to be there to answer those questions and, and to help in any way that I can. And also for me, my role in particular uh, is like the team chaplain as well. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like the player development role is broad and yeah. it just based on what the team specifically needs. That's awesome. Yeah. I had the opportunity this week to go and speak on an athlete panel, and one of the questions somebody asked was, um, do you feel underprepared for post-athletic life, or do you feel prepared enough to get internships and interviews? And I was like, honestly, by myself, no. <laughs> but through Baylor <laughs> Athletics, yes, because yeah. we have the resources, and there's people like you to help guide us and make those decisions. So it's a, it can play a very crucial part in our athlete experience because yeah. – it can, it can be a lot. It can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And you know what Baylor's doing with SACE? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just one of those things. In the years past, there wasn't anything like this, right. you know. So we did have athletes leaving and not sure what they were going to do and feeling stuck, go home. That, that almost taken a year to try to figure out, all right, now what? So I think Baylor came up with uh, Baylor Built for yeah. this specific reason so that way athletes are not stuck and lost and trying to figure out, I don't know how to do an interview, right? <laughs> right I know yeah. how to run or I know how to compete, <laughs> but I don't know how to do an interview. So um, kudos to Baylor Athletics for, for being so um, forward thinking and, yeah. and, uh, and to get our athletes prepared. For sure. Yeah. Is this something that you saw yourself doing when you were a player? Did you see yourself doing this at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came to college, I knew I wanted to teach and coach. Okay. It's, it's 
I've always wanted to teach and coach since I was a young person. Yeah. It's it's literally the only thing I wanted to do. And so I remember telling my academic advisor, I'm going to graduate in three years. I'm going to graduate in four years. I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to be a coach. And that was it because I had no intention of going pro. Yeah. I really didn't. Okay. And, uh, but my desire to be the best that I could be, I overtake me, right. I guess I should yeah. say. And, um, and I, I became really good okay. and <laughs> got drafted. So that, that threw a wrench in my <laughs> coaching uh, and teaching in high school days. And um, so I didn't think that I was ever going to be a player development yeah. uh, personnel. In fact, there wasn't this option, right, it wasn't you know, enough. back back then. So when this when this opportunity came about, it worked out for my family and I, uh, because we all know that colleges athletics is pretty crucial in terms of how much you travel and the time spent away yes um my husband and I spoke about it and we saw we had to we had to decipher all right how much time are you willing (laughs) because we do at this at this point we had a three-year-old and a a four-year-old right and so we had to really think about how much time do I really want to spend away from them so this role at that time worked really well for my family and I and so that's that's a big reason why I was able to take this role that's awesome I feel like you think so much about just our head coach of like coach Mac and I'm like okay like yeah he's traveling he's doing this and I'm like he has a family you know as much as as much time that I want off and we complain about he wants time off as well that's right be a dad be a husband and it's just it truly is like working for athletics it's a your entire family is involved of, of course and it's a year-round dro- job yes. as well I told my I told a friend of mine I was like yeah basketball is all year it doesn't oh. you don't you do not have a time off to where you can just be like oh yeah this is off season because yeah. obviously the summer is recruiting and then you go back in the fall and you start practice and it's springtime you're still playing and then you go back in the summer hey it's recruiting again recruiting, so yeah. it is it is all year round and so your family have to be on board or else, you know, things are going to fall apart. And, um, and that, was, that was very big for me. In fact, when I retired from the, uh, from the league, they, I had a few options to go coach okay. in college. Oh. And, and again, started counting those costs. <laughs> and I was like, oh. my husband and I were trying to start a family at that point. And yeah. I was like, um, I don't know if I want to do that, right? Yeah. Because I, I heard so many um, not-so-great stories, right. you know. And so I... Um, I didn't obviously take those opportunities, but when this one came about, it worked out well. That's awesome. Yeah. So how was your time at Baylor? You came in from St. Vincent, correct? So how did you get here? What was like that journey, the process? Tell us about well, that. Well, um, yes, I was an international student, but I spent three years in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yes. So I went to high school there. Um, how I got to Baylor was one of the assistant coaches okay. um, at Baylor, her dad, and I worked together, okay. and like he was my personal coach, I oh, should say. Awesome. So he was my trainer, and he told her about me <laughs> to try to get Coach Mulkey to come see me yeah. play. That took a that took a lot of convincing <laughs> at one point, and um, but she finally came, and 
offered me a scholarship right off, right on the spot. So that's literally how I got to Baylor because of a relationship and because of a connection. Okay. And um and I absolutely loved my time yeah. here. I loved it so much. I told my husband I was like, "Yeah, all kids are going to Baylor." <laughs> this is before I came back here. So now they're really going, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um I I enjoyed it so much that I felt like this was a place that I would love to send my my children, you know. And that speaks that speaks a lot about the the athletic department for and sure. not only that but i i love what baylor itself stands for yeah. you know in the academics in academic sense and professors were phenomenal to me you know i had the best experience here so yeah loved it that's awesome yeah. i mean i'm sixth generation so i feel like i could talk about baylor oh wow yeah <laughs> but i think it's so true of saying because my dad played golf and so to have the confidence of being able to send your kids here to go through the athletic program, I think speaks volumes to Baylor and how it's year after year. Like we just keep getting better. Yeah. Better, yeah. So. And it has gotten so much better yeah. because I mean, I came from where we were practicing in a slick oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to now where we have our own practice gym. Yeah. Right. And about to build a new, a new a pavilion here. Yes. So yes, the athletic department has grown tremendously and that's because of all the success that has come about from it, you know, and I'm happy to to have been a part of that history, you know, yeah. to where I can say, oh, yeah, I helped start it. You yes, know? So you that's did. that's um, that's pretty um, important for me. And and it's going to be pretty exciting whenever my daughter gets older and she's going to be like, mommy, what? I don't like yeah. what you play. You old. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be something. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm ready to look forward to hearing that. Like, OK, mom, we heard that story, you know, five yeah. times already. So. As long as people keep telling them that I used to be good, then, I, then I'm okay with that. Hey, in the practice gym, there's a big old picture of you, and I'm like, yeah, she's on staff now. So uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. My dad gets so upset. He's like, are you kidding me? If I had these resources when I was here, I'm like, I okay, know. I okay. literally, I know. I literally just told my husband that we were having a conversation about that last night, and I, and I just thought, like, if I had the opportunity to have the, my own practice gym, yeah. You know, yeah. would I, and I said, would I have been much better than I was, you know? But uh, we had funny. set it for the slick and, you know, but it it, it doesn't hey, matter now, it right? Still worked, it, yeah. it, it worked out. It worked out well. That's <laughs> awesome. So, you did you start your own basketball program in San Antonio? Tell us more about that. Yeah, I had an AAU program called okay. Sophia Young Elite, and yeah. we, a friend of mine and I started that when okay. I was playing, and that was. The purpose of that was to just get more young kids exposed to, you know, high caliber um, uh, high school athletics, you know, because obviously with AAU, you want to compete with the best. You mm -hmm. will be on the same team with the the players that you're playing against all, yeah. you know, all season long. And then now you get to play with them um, to go and compete against other kids who are just as good as you. Um, and obviously the goal with that also is to travel. Okay. So that way you can get exposure and yeah. um, and hopefully get a scholarship to a you know a D one or some sort of top uh, some sort of top school. So that that was something that my friend he's the one who came to me and said, hey, we should start this, yeah. you know. And so it worked out. It worked out really well for us. Um, whenever I came to college, 
obviously you can't really do that anymore. Right, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. And the NCAA does not allow you to have a, a high school team while you're coaching in college. <laughs> right, something like well. that. Rules. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it worked out. I had a tremendous time just working with uh, with the young uh, kids in San Antonio, and you know, uh, watch some of them go off, and they're graduating now. Oh, and wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am getting old. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Such a so cool way that you got to be able to like pour back into San Antonio too after playing the league there and staying and like you said, you get to see these kids graduate now yeah, and yeah. be a part of that. Yeah, so that's such yeah, a cool yeah. opportunity. It was awesome. It was uh, awesome. Your time in the WNBA, fourth overall selection. I mean, that is just so cool. Um, walk us through kind of like you're a college student now going to WNBA. Like mm-hmm. that's a big step. You have money, going to a different city. Tell us all about that. Okay. So – like I mentioned earlier, I wasn't, I didn't come to college with the intention to go pro. Right. Um, college worked out really well for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to where I took advantage of the opportunities to stay back and work harder. You yeah. know, for me, I've always wanted, um, I always felt like I wasn't good enough, mm, right, okay. And uh, as an athlete. So that, that was a motivator for me to keep working because yeah. I always felt that there was something more that I could be doing and, and I could I could get better at a particular skill, yeah. right? And um, that is what got me to the league okay. because of that desire to be better. Yeah. So whenever we won the championship um, in 2005 and all of a sudden people are like, hey, you can make it to the <laughs> league. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay. <laughs> Great, you know, and so those are when that, you know, it was during that time that those ideas started coming about, like, yeah. okay, you, you can, you're good enough to make the WNBA, and I was wow. just like, okay, well, maybe I should start watching the WNBA now, <laughs> you know, That's awesome. um, but the mock draft was, was scheduled to where I was going to be drafted three, like okay. the third overall pick, and it was maybe the moment that Charlotte's thing was supposed to go up and announce my name. They switched there. They wow. switched their decision. And I was left to be four. Um, what's interesting about that is Russell Bookbinder was the general manager for the San Antonio Stars team okay. that, that was there. Russell Bookbinder is the son-in-law for Grant Taft. Wow. <laughs> here at ba- here at Baylor, so immediately <laughs> yeah. after he saw that I was like, he was like, get her, get her, I want her now, and um, oh. it was such a blessing. It was yeah. such a tremendous blessing going to San Antonio for me. And um, what's what's unique, and every every time you hear my story, you'll see God in the way that He maneuvered everything and and worked everything out. Because two years later. The Charlotte's thing folded their franchise, yeah. and everybody was dispersed and to go to different teams. And I was fortunate to stay all 10 years in San Antonio oh. with just one team. And, um, and the people that I met there, the, in the, the environment, my, my teammates, mm-hmm. you talked about coming from college and going pro. One of the biggest lessons that I had to learn was finding the right veteran yeah. to be your mentor. Because I think that, yes, you do have money now, right? Mm-hmm. And you have more money than you've ever had before. Yeah. And uh, now you're like, okay, how do I spend this, right? So finding the right agent who, who told me, hey, you don't have to worry about 
saving right away right right? because you 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 are gonna spend your money Uh right but you have to be mindful that you have the right people to guide you in in a way that's that's gonna benefit you 10 years later so we had some amazing veterans on my on my team and for me I kind of always wanted Remember that desire to be better? Yes. (laughs) So I'm always like, okay, who is the best player on this team? And not just best as in skill, but best as in how do they take care of themselves? How do they take care of of their body? Do I want to be seen in public with this person? Yeah. So all all these thoughts is what was going through my mind. And I had some tremendous veteran, Becky Hammond, Mm -hmm. Helen Darling, Vicky Johnson, Ruth Riley. And they were such great guides for me and I think that's what helped me to be successful in 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 the pro and it was about hey you have a game tonight you have another game tomorrow you cannot go out tonight yeah. right or you have a game in two days you cannot go you know, you cannot go out you got to make sure you get home you got to get on a plane at 4 a.m yeah. you know you got to go home and take a quick nap and you got to <laughs> get ready to go again so these these veterans are the ones who helped guide me through the mm-hmm. through that through that instance and um they're like hey the WNBA is paying for you to go back to school. You need to go back to school. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> so those little moments, those little uh, insight changed my life in terms yeah. of how successful I was able to be. And um, so because of that, I was able to get like two master's degrees yeah. from the WNBA because um, Helen Darling in particular, she's like, you are going to get a degree <laughs> while you're here. Um and so just being able to take advantage of the, of those, yeah. you know, and the people and the relationships, I think that's that's such a big part of my success. It was the people. Mm-hmm. It was ultimately the people who who guide me. And I had such great I had such great veterans that when they were going out, they would say, "Hey, so this is not for you. You shouldn't come." Yeah. You know, and yeah, and I yeah. think that 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 takes that takes people who truly care about you to know that this is not who you are because my my teammates knew my what what I stood for they knew my morals they knew what I would like and wouldn't like and so they were when they were going to do something that they thought that I wouldn't like they didn't invite me and I I was okay with that you know so so I've I've been super blessed in in that sense wow that's awesome yeah I mean if you said so many great things but I feel like talking just about like you're now in the WNBA NBA you see all these one and done girls guys go and it's almost terrifying because I'm like you're 18 19 trying to figure out life and now you're expected to do all these things and be so overwhelming and so I think it's so crucial to find the correct leaders I love that because even in like our own program it's like this one girl may not work well with me and so I have to figure out who is going to work well absolutely and guide me and and know my heart know my morals I hate the saying but it's very cliche the most <laughs> Baylor saying ever but like guarding your heart you it know? is like true you truly have to do that because yeah. at the end of the day like there are so many bad things out there but right. it's you don't want to feel especially in college you don't want to feel left out mm-hmm. and so trying to learn the balance and figuring out what's going to work for you and yeah. having the right teammates in your life. Absolutely. That's huge. Absolutely. And, you know, you live with you. Yeah. <laughs> you live in you your know. own mind, and when the lights are off, right, it's just you. Yeah. And so you have to live with the decisions that you make, right? Yeah. Um, and so you have to guard to make sure that you are choosing, because it is a choice. Yeah. Yes, we want to fit in a lot of the times, and we feel left out. 
many times. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's a decision that, okay, can I live with this? Yeah. Because you're going to have to live with it. You know, so yeah, so it isn't. It is important to make sure you surround yourself with the right people. That's cliche too. Yeah. People have been saying that for like forever. Ever. You're like, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it that is extremely yeah. important for your success. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so many good things. Okay, so this past month was Black History Month, and Baylor Athletics got to celebrate you and everything that you've done for Baylor. Um, how do you feel like that impacted your journey as an athlete and now as a coach? To be celebrated as a yeah, <clears throat> I think um, Baylor itself has come such a long way yeah. in um, in its integration and um, particularly in its staff okay. members. You know, when when I was a student athlete here, most of the athletes were black, mm. not necessarily the staff. Okay, right. So I think that Baylor and and I got to give credit to Mac for mm-hmm. his. Um, his desire and his intentionality to be to hire a diverse faculty, yeah. a diverse staff in the athletic department, and Baylor itself in general. Yeah. Um, with Dr. Livingstone and what she is doing for uh, the history of Baylor, right? So I think that now you can see the effects of all the the sacrifice that yeah. the African-American athletes have, have done in the past and now are being um, promoted in a way that's, yeah. like, extremely positive and, and, and given, um, and Baylor is doing that. So I think that says a lot about Baylor yeah. um, and bringing athletes back to come and work for your program. That says a lot about Baylor as well. So yeah. I am tremendously blessed to have been here once again and and again i like i said earlier i love what baylor stands for and 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 the fact that they're they're really pushing to to be inclusive in the way that they're opening up their arms and and saying hey the way that things have been done in the past it's not really working out that way anymore and we have to be okay to to be and be willing to change and i think that's 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 pretty incredible yeah, that's awesome. I think it's so awesome to see where Baylor was and to see now where we are and just like the change that we've made has been so incredible. And mm-hmm. you look when you play against these other programs and like they're so diverse and so you want to look at our own and be like, okay, what can we do to we want to be the best of everything. So like let's be the best in that area now Absolutely. and to make that change. And I, I personally love when seeing like old athletes come back on staff because yeah. I just think it shows like Tweety Carter, or Walter Abercrombie, like yes. it just really shows that like they care and like they want to be a part still of that change. Yeah. And so yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. That's I mean that's the people that that Mac hires. Yeah. You know? And and that's Mac in itself and just kind of getting to talk to him and you you can see his heart yeah. and 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 what he really wants that athletic program to look like. So it's you gotta give him a lot of credit. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, so you do a lot of player development. That's your job. Uh, what is the one thing that you wish you could have changed about your journey as a player now that you've kind of walked through all of this <laughs> and have now are getting to pour back into girls that are <coughs> quite literally walking in the shoes that you once did? Yeah, it's pretty funny because I, I tell them, I'm like, hey, there's nothing you can say to me that I haven't experienced. Yeah. I'm literally walking <laughs> in your shoes in the yes. same school, yeah. same basketball. I What is one thing that I would change? I wish I had me. Yeah. 
I wish I had a player development person um, because I I'm a person that I like I like taking advice. Okay. You know, like I'm like, hey, tell me, feed yeah. me almost, like feed me, tell me what, tell me which path to take. Because I'm a I, I don't like to learn necessarily from other people's. Um, like if somebody fail, like I'm not gonna fail just like you fail because yeah. you if you told me you failed there, I'm literally not gonna go that path, <laughs> yeah. right? Some yeah. people like to do that. Like my son, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that, That's but we like to learn from experience. And I'm like, no, you can just tell me and I'll learn, right? Um, so I, I think that if I had um, someone in, in, in this role yeah. to, to ha- who have gone on mm-hmm. in, in the future and say, hey, these are, these are some steps that you can take, you know, yeah. making sure that you take – probably take a little bit more advantage of my opportunities while I was in college. But but ultimately, life happens the way it does. And, yeah. you know, now I'm back, so I want to make sure that I am intentional about yeah. guiding, right? Yeah. Um, and the the interesting thing about uh, young people <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is that, you know, I always take advice. <laughs> so, and sometimes you, whenever you talk, sometimes I feel like, I go home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I spoke so much today. Like, I feel like I have no more words yeah. to say. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they actually heard everything I say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did anything yeah. stick? You know, so yeah. that's that's the that's the catch that uh, that I go home and and wrap away it every day. It's like, did did anything did that I say stick? Am I making a difference? You know, yeah. am I making an impact? Yeah. So oh, that's that's, awesome. that's the that's the challenge. Yeah, and it's it is hard, and I feel like there's so many different things of like we have this person help with this and this person help with this and this person help with this and so I know like sometimes me I'm like ah yeah <laughs> like, just hold on a second let me try to figure it out and I am, feel like I'm kind of built the same way of like I don't want to fail like mm-hmm. tell me what you did wrong and I'm not going to do that so Correct. Correct. um I think it's it is so helpful to have people like you and just be able to pour into us and um it helps to have like you. You literally were a Baylor. Like yeah. you, you know, you know where everything <laughs> is. You know the culture. You know the standards. So yeah. I think it. Um, yeah, you are making an impact, and I'm sure those girls are hanging on. But yeah. trust me, I know. Sometimes <laughs> even my own teammates, I'm like, girl, did you I hear what I said? Did you just hear? <laughs> I'm like, come on, <laughs> let's get with it. Yeah. But that's so. I try to whenever I give advice, I try not to give too much advice. Okay. Yeah. But whenever I do, I try to do it in a question form. Okay. You know, like ask a question, like. You know, hey, Sophia, what do you want? What do you think about this? I'm like, well, what do you think? Like, yeah, if you can see yourself in five years, it's more of like a decision, like a self-reflection. Correct. Is that okay? Yeah. Nice. Because then it's you, right? Yeah, it's you get you, to answer yeah. it. It's, it's your decision and it's your life that you have to, you live with you. You yeah. live in your own head. So you have to be okay with making decisions um, when I'm not around. Mm. You know, so That's I don't want to always... I do give advice, but I try not to give as much, yeah. right? But I try to guide more so then. This is what I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I came up with this. Oh, I'm so smart. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to change your life. <laughs> nope. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so how was the transition from being a player and coach back at your own program? Was that different just because you kind of had known the standards of, like, Kim Mulkey and then to have a new head coach – in the same program, like, how was that transition? Well, I think um, Coach Nikki and Coach Mokey are two different coaches. Yeah. Like, completely. Sure. They're they're For very sure. opposite. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure everybody in this world can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> By now. So, um, the 
I played for a coach who was just very spunky and yeah. just very like get up in your face type of you know type of type of coach, and I, I enjoyed it. I loved, yeah. I absolutely loved playing for for Coach Monkey, and um, I liked her fire, you know, that she would that she would um, she would coach with, um, and and I had a fantastic time here. Yeah. Um, coach Nikki is a different coach in in that. Um, she is more like easygoing, yeah. you know, and she's not gonna create that much of a scene, right. you know. Like, uh, uh, I think coming back, you see what you started, okay, and you know the progression. and And Coach Monkey did a fantastic job yeah. at, at at Baylor with the way that she created and made a name for Baylor women's basketball. Yeah, you know, and so you because you are a part of that, you want to keep that legacy going. For sure. You want your you want Baylor to continue to be in that top caliber yeah. women's basketball program. And so I want to help continue to do that. That's just the bottom line yeah. of it. I I know what it I know what it took. I know what it takes. Yeah. You know, and I want to help to to push our athletes to be the best that they can be, yeah. right? Because there's always something more that you can give, right? I'm, like, sure. I'm so tired. I'm like, no, you can probably give a little bit more. You got it. Right, yeah, yeah. And and you then when it. I can say, I'm talking to you from, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not like coming from a, a random school. I came from right yeah. here. So so I know that um, that this university and being a part of it can change your life. If you give it your all, it will give you its all. Yeah. And so um, so being back here, I want to do that. I want to continue the legacy of what this program has been and the excellence of what it's been, you know, for women's basketball, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so reassuring, like, as an athlete, too, to be able to get advice from somebody that has walked through that but also, like, wants to continue to be better. I think mm-hmm. it's so important of just, like – like, Nicole, our um, director of operations, like, she walked through it. She knows mm-hmm. what it takes. And so when we do get advice from her, it's kind of like, okay, like, she is wanting to give the best advice because she also kind of has an investment <laughs> in it. She's like, I got some skin in the game right. still, you know? Like, I still want us to be good. I want to see Baylor volleyball or Baylor basketball be good forever. Right. So it's – um yeah, I just think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know what it, you know what it took. You know, when I played at Baylor, Baylor volleyball wasn't that great. Yeah. So to come back now and to see that you made a final four, and you know, yeah. you make an NCAA tournament, which we didn't back then, and so you yeah. know all the work that they put in. So when a player like Nicole came, because she was a part of the final four team, yeah. yes, and uh, and so she can see like, hey, I know what the, what it takes to get yeah. to this point, you know, and um, and it's important because we have people, we are people who yeah. want to see the program continue to grow, yeah. right? Sure. Uh, because, I mean, like I said, I want my daughter to go here. Yeah. You so know? you want it to be good. Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want it to be good for the next 20, 30 years, yes. for sure, for sure, because I want her to be proud yeah. to represent Baylor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and obviously for that to happen, you have to continue with its excellence. That's awesome. It's always so fun when Nicole's at practice and she'll like be doing the scoreboard and he's like, Nicole, get over here. I need you to show them something. I'm like, oh gosh. Here we go. She's like, yeah, come on. I'm like, uh, it kind of, it kind of stings a little bit because I'm like, shoot, like Nicole used to do this and like she knows the standard. So like I got to own up to it and like we got to continue to hold it. So it's definitely fun to see that transfer because I was here when she wasn't here Mm -hmm. and then now she's here. And so 
to her for her to kind of say stuff. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. it works. So do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks, Nicole. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awesome. Um, so you also had the opportunity to play overseas outside of the WNBA. Is that always the plan? Did you want to do that? Did you feel any, like, more benefits to playing overseas versus the WNBA? Or um, That was the plan because okay. <laughs> that's what everybody did. Okay. Um, the WNBA is only in the summer, okay. basically. So you go from May to about September, yeah. October. And then you have the rest of the months just to... Figure out so you get a regular job or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go overseas to where you can, you know, play and sustain a l- lifestyle right. that you would like to, to have. And so that was like the normal thing. Um, I I played in Istanbul, Turkey for three years okay. and absolutely loved it. Okay. Oh, my gosh, I loved it. I It became like my second home yeah. there um, with the way that the the organization took care of, care of me and um, we won a Euro championship while we were there as well. So, again, when uh, you're winning, you get winning a lot of – like Winning is really fun. You get a <laughs> lot of perks when you win, and um, and I and I absolutely loved it. Um, I played my final season overseas in China. Okay. Yeah, uh, Beijing, China, and uh, that, was, that was also fun. That was where I did get injured, okay. though. Um, but God is, God is supreme in the way that he works – things out for our good even the bad things right um it was in china where i told my acl okay but coming back from going to china i wanted to play in china because their season was shorter and i thought okay well i'll go there and i'll play for a few months and then i'll come back i'll get to relax for a little bit i'll travel you know right before the WNBA starts you know we create our own plans right (laughs) um but then i got hurt there but during that recovery time and rehab and therapy is is when I met my husband because wow. I had to sit still. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Literally, I had It'll to sit happen. still. I had to be in San Antonio to do rehab, and that was not my plan. You yeah. know, that was not my plan. But but God works all things out wow. for our good. So my final season overseas was in China, and it was in that time that I that I met my my husband. So. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we've been together for 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. So that's that awesome. is good. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No. Yeah. I feel like I tore my ACL my junior year of high school. And mm-hmm. it was in that time that I, like, you just realized so much about yourself, realized so many different things of, like, okay, I truly am not in control. Right. I don't have a plan. Right. It's not in my hands. Um, so that's <laughs> awesome. And together for 10 years. Like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the longest relationship I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So fun. Um, so just being able to, I always love. It's gonna be really sad whenever basketball does leave the Ferrell Center, just because I love being able to see other athletes interact, and it's always fun to just kind of catch up. But just being able to like see you walk through the weight room, like you can just tell that you just carry yourself with just so much faith and joy and Christ-like character, and so it definitely rubs off on us. Um, but how do you feel like? being a woman of faith transferred over into your sport. Um, and you just kind of spoke on it a little bit, but would you mind sharing some of your testimony? Yeah. And <clears throat> so there's this thing about, like, it's almost like athletics is separated from faith. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you, the person, who you are as a Christian is different from who you are as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was always one and the same. Okay. Right? Um, 
I came to the U.S. I got baptized at age 15 years old. I surrendered okay. my life to Christ at then. Awesome. Um, I grew up in the church, okay. knew who God was my whole entire life. You know, sports was always a part of us. Like, um, so that in itself, being a Christian and working in sports was always one. There was never a separation for me. Uh, when I came uh, to the U.S., went to a pri- private uh, Christian school. You know, so my faith grew there. Okay. Wanted when the opportunity to come to Baylor came about, I thought a Christian school again, right? Yeah. And so to me, that meant that I can grow my faith yeah. and play basketball. Right. But it wasn't like a, a separation of I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be one way on the court and then another way on uh, off the court. There was challenges, yeah. obviously, uh, being an athlete, especially in the pro level, right? Sure. Of of you know standing on in 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 your faith. Um, the great thing about Baylor is that I could be one in the same, yeah. you know. Very um, but but that doesn't mean that every one of your teammates agree with with what you you stand for. So I had to, I. Those are the moments when you when it tests your fate and tests <laughs> tests who you are to see if are you really gonna be true in a moment <laughs> yeah. when you're so frustrated, right? In a moment when uh, you have a choice and your teammates are like, "Hey, do this," and you're like, "Ah, it's pulling on me, right?" Yeah. To fit in, like you said right. before, um, and and to want uh, to want to be liked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because when you are when you are secure in yourself and secure in your faith, to 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 where you're not a um a let's call a hypocrite really right to people yeah your teammates do respect you yeah. eventually mm-hmm. because they can see that you are one and the same. So I think I remember my freshman year just kind of struggling with that, you know, coming in, being, you know, going from a Christian uh, Christian high school. And, yeah. you know, usually when you're in, in high school, you're like, yes, I'm a fire for God. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm never going to lose my faith. And then you get to college and you're like, oh, you know, things, <laughs> things going to be a little bit more challenging, yeah. um, especially when you're on your own. And so I remember my freshman year just kind of like trying to figure out, like, Am I really gonna stand for this? You know, like when the when the test came, and um and I, it was some it was some really one on one moments when me and God just had to be isolated, you know, and just trying to figure out like who am I, right? Right. Can I do this together? Can I be one in the same? And so we had to come to terms. I say we, God and I, had to come to the terms like this is who I'm going to be because. Um, actually, was looking back in my journal a few weeks ago, and I and I and I wrote back when I was in high school, and I said, you know, you know those people that that stands on a platform and talk about how God is important to them. I want to be one of those people wow. by my f- with my faith yeah. and my sport. And I look back at that, and I'm just like, I didn't remember that I wrote right. that, right? Uh, so so when I saw that, it just meant like that's always been my my goal, Plan, right? Yeah. That's always been. My my plan, my intention. Um, so whenever we did have the opportunity and we won the national championship and they say, well, you know, what is, who do you give credit to? Yeah. 
for me, it's been, I mean, glory to God. Yeah. And it's a cliche that people say that, but for me, that meant everything. Was it? Yeah. it was, it was who I, it was who I always was. And so little things like, um, encouraging your teammates, not using foul language, yeah. you know, whenever, uh, whenever things are just going so, so bad and, um, and you just you just feel like oh my gosh I can't stand this I don't I want to quit you know just being able to um, to show uh, uh, one in the same person yeah. and because obviously people looking for you looking at you you know the the it it said that you may be the only Christ that people see right yeah. and so to you if that is the case then you can't be two people yeah. <laughs> because then that throws somebody else off their faith. It's a heavy Force. position to hold. Yeah. You know, like you feel like there's all this pressure of, especially I think it's so good of like, come to Baylor Christian School. Like I think everything's so great, and like truly, there you have no. teammates that don't have the faith <laughs> at all, and so it can be really hard to. Okay, I'm gonna do this every day. I'm gonna be so discipl- disciplined about this and what I say and how I act, so I can lead them towards Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, I've definitely had parts where I'm like, okay, like I did slip up, and so like let me go apologize and be like, hey, if. I did this and it showed any act of like not being faithful then like I'm sorry because that's not who he is and he's calling me to be better yeah. and so <laughs> it's definitely tough I think one of my favorite stories is when Jared Butler won the national championship he's like so excited confetti's falling and he's like this is it you know like and that just really hit me he shared that at FCA and I was like whoo like it truly it means nothing at the end of the day. And so it's who you get to give credit to and Absolutely. get to use that platform is, um, it's crucial, but that's always kind of stuck with me. Cause I'm like, wow, like even yeah. at the highest of highest that of moments, it still is truly going to be compared to like nothing of eternal life. So absolutely. And I mean, like that's, that story is pretty impactful because again, you are, you were in college for four years, yeah. right? No, and then yeah. you won a championship in, in that point. And then you're just like, oh, okay, you know, this is, is, is this, is this it? I worked so hard. And, and then you're expecting this like high, high. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. you got to live with you, right? Yeah. And you got to push ahead at night. And then you, um, when you, when you're laying down and God's like, hey, did you give me credit? <laughs> you have yeah. to live with you to, to, to say like was I was I a good representation of you today? Yeah, you know, and so those those moments are those moments are hard, and it can help you stay on track mm-hmm. as to as in your as in your faith. And um, I was fortunate enough to where my teammates kind of knew who I was. Yeah, in my in my faith, and again, that's one of the things being in a pro level when my you know my veterans were like, oh, I don't think this is <laughs> I don't think this is your yeah. scene. You probably shouldn't come, right? Mm-hmm. So just being able to stand stand firm in that in that sense. So cool. I love it. So I always put questions up on the forum whenever I have somebody come in for an interview. And Yodis asks, how is how has the collegiate game changed since you left? And what do you think of Baylor women's basketball's future? Um <sighs> Well, th- all, all the post players are like big guards now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not necessarily like anybody who are like true post players, you know. Yeah. Um, the game is the game is different in terms of you have a lot of people who are just you know a lot of big guards yeah. who are shooting a lot from the outside and very much more skilled, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that the game is more skilled now. It's more finesse and um, 
And there was always this this thing about, you know, women's basketball being not as feminine, right? right? And then now I feel like the game is very feminine, yeah. you know? And the girls are playing hard and they're looking beautiful yes. with their eyelashes <laughs> and makeup fully done. Um, and and, 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 and I, we love to see that, right? Yeah. We love to see that... Um, that the girls are just playing and they're girls and they're very girly when they're done, but they come out and they just dive on the floor for loose balls, you yeah. know. So I, 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 I love the work ethic that some people are putting in to to make themselves to be the best and how skilled they are and how much, um, and how much their their desire is to to want to succeed. Yeah. Um, I think for Baylor's future, I feel that like Baylor's future is bright. Yeah. You know. Um. I think Coach Nikki has some good plans for what she wants to do with the program. And um, we know that following a, p- a person like Coach Monkey was going to be challenging. For sure. um, and, uh, and so we, we love and appreciate the grace that everybody has, <laughs> <laughs> that people have yeah. given to, to Coach Nikki as she navigates this, uh, this time. But I think that the future is really bright for Baylor Women's Basketball. It's not um, something that's going to go away f- for, for a moment. You know, I think that um, it's going to take a lot of hard work, just like it took hard work for for uh, Kimoki to to start up the program. Yeah. I think it's going to take that much and even more because the game is so competitive now, and um, you know, the game is different because of NIL as well. For you sure. know, yeah. <laughs> and um, um, I, I the game. Let me, let me take that back. The game itself is not different. The game of NIL. Yeah. yeah. It's has made has made um, you know the college athletic recruiting process more challenging, and so with that, that means that you know, there when the players do come, that the work ethic and excellence um, is going to be even more um, of something that we really got to hone in on, yeah. you know, to to keep that level of excellence. But I think the future is bright for sure. That's awesome. I forget that. And I always even think because it truly doesn't impact our sport as much, but mm-hmm. it truly does on y'all side from yes. a recruiting standpoint. And I, it's ever, I mean, it's, you know, everyone wants to talk about it and it's the big thing right now, but yeah. I hate how I feel like it's going to take away from some of the like grit, hard work, yes. fight to be. And li- I'm like, ugh, like it's supposed to be basketball. Like, come <laughs> on. It's not supposed to be about all this other stuff. But um, yeah, just kind of. The world we're in today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough battle to fight, and I think people are trying to figure it out, you yeah. know, and navigate that with even the NCA are trying to like wheel in some, uh, you know, some of the strings on that one because it's it could get under control. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brian Etheridge asked, uh, could you describe some different differences between the styles of your former coach? Um, and Nikki, I kind of spoke on it a little bit earlier, but anything else that really <laughs> sticks out? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, just the just being on the on the sideline, yeah. right? You know, Coach <laughs> Buggy had her own show. Yeah, <laughs> she literally had her own show on the sideline, and obviously that's not Nikki. So that's yeah. a huge difference, yeah. you know, for people coming to watch the game. Um, Coach Mulkey was like I mentioned earlier, it was just get up in your face type of. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, <laughs> not so much because she's a little bit different. She's just a matter of like, um, I like I I enjoyed playing for Kim because she gave me freedom to yeah. play. Coach Nikki does the same thing. Okay. She gives the girls a lot of freedom to play, and um, you know, 
I think one of the uh, a difference as well, especially this year, is um, Coach Coach Mulkey was a lot of posts. You know, she brought a lot of big post players, and you see a lot of game that went on the inside. Um, I think this year we had a lot more guard shooting. Okay. You know, so that was a that was a huge, a, a big change as well. Um, but I don't think that's that's going to be that way for a while. Um, and then for our last question, I ask everybody this when they come on. Um, if you could write a letter to sports, um, saying anything you would want to, what would you say and why? Hmm. I would say <coughs> their sports. Because of you, my life, my family's life, my journey, um, the opportunities, the doors that will open, I give you all that credit. You have completely changed my life. You have changed the trajectory of my life. And I will forever be grateful to you. And it's not over. Our journey is still going on. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Appreciate you, and <laughs> this has been so fun. Yay, I'm excited to be here. This is great. Thank you for Thank having you. me on. Of course, anytime, <laughs> anytime. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Sophia had so many great things to say. Uh, make sure you go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, and then follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for everything Deer Sports. Until next time, this is Faith Lynch with Deer Sports.